Simon, what about- Oh, yeah. Keelan, okay. shut the fuck up! Welcome to episode 75 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I'm your interrupting host, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined by Keelan Simpson. You're not talking to me now, are you? <laughs> say, say something, say something, say, say, say something. Come on. Do it. Shut up, Jesse. Simon Evans as well. Yo. How you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah, good. You know. I'm bringing in weird energy today because I failed Dry July. So all my drinks in the last week have been failures. It is now August 1st. This is a drink of success. Hey, gin and tonic. Pinky up. Shit Enjoy it, Jesse. Nom, 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 nom. That's nice. How you guys doing? Good. Yeah, good. Good. I've been, um, been experiencing Warframe for the first time. Uh, this past Ooh, I've, heard, I've heard good things. It, it, it's free. It is so free. It's going to um, be a little bit. It's free to play. It's on times. all of the consoles and PC. And crossplay is coming soon, which is Ooh. pretty cool. Um, I have a few minor gripes with uh, some parts of the game design. However, overall, it's really fun. It's good. Like, it's just really good fun. Me always gonna find those things like free games that just doesn't have that it lacks that level of polish. But what I've heard, sort of Warframe, kind of in the same vein as, and I know you don't like to play it, in the same way as like Fortnite, are way better than they should be for free games. And mm. I know you can buy stuff and blah blah blah, but essentially they are free games. Yeah, and they just play a lot better than they should for that. And and with with Wolf, Warframe, um, the premium currency, the platinum, as it's called, it helps you skip a lot of. Like, it's got a lot of mobile mechanics and, like, baked-in wait timers. Like, for example, you want to... Uh, you get the blueprints to create a, a new weapon. You have to then create the weapon in your in your foundry, and that can take, you know, anywhere from literally two minutes to 24 hours, or even longer in some cases. Uh, I hate that. Yeah. And, obviously, you can skip wait? that. You can skip that by just buying the item with platinum. Um, so, yeah, but with that being said, a lot of the times you just go, oh yeah, that's a cool thing I'll, I'll work towards. Cool. You got the, you got the blueprint. I've got the things I need to make the item now. Hit click. Cool. I'm going to go do something else for 12 hours. And then, like, you know, like what? something else in game. Like, Nothing to do. Well, <laughs> something else in game. Cause there's always stuff you'd be like, oh yeah, I want to work towards that thing as well. And, oh, I know that there's this boss over here that drops this rare item that I want for this other thing I want to build. Yeah, you can fill out your, fill out your time quite nicely with that. Well, um, when, when crossplay drops, shout out, and I'm keen to stream. That good. seems like a that, good idea. Okay, yeah. I can sit on the couch and do it that way. Yeah. How about you, Keelan? What, what have you been up to this, this jolly weekend of yours? Uh, well, there's a new game that came out on Game Pass called The Ascent. And it's like yes. a twin, twin stick, stick shooter, yeah. um, cyberpunk setting. It looks really fantastic, like as visually. I haven't played it yet, but I've just downloaded it, and I'm looking forward to getting stuck in. Now, the con- controversy has has sort of popped up because the version that you buy on Steam and the version that you get on Game Pass are two different builds of the game. So the version on Steam has ray tracing enabled and nvidia's dlss enabled but on game pass 
That's... You don't get those. It's not enabled at the moment. So the developers, they're like a oh. really small team. It's like 12 people. Um, is it Night Dive, I think? Uh, I'm, sure. not, I'm not 100% sure. Shirt. Um, they well, <laughs> they sent out a tweet and were basically like, uh, this is concerning. We're looking into it. We'll get it fixed up. Um, so it's really strange. I don't want to play it without those things. So As a, as a mistake, yeah. that sucks. If that was on purpose, it doesn't sound like it was, but they're like, oh, if you're getting it essentially you know, for free, free on Game Pass, you get a lesser version, that would suck. But look, it's it definitely just a mistake done. It does sound like a mistake, but Fix it up, unfortunate. Good. Yeah. But the game, gameplay-wise, is good. Also, wait, can I just say something? We are talking about games really early in this gaming podcast. Are we learning? 75 episodes in, are we, are we learning? Uh, yeah, no. What? No, I don't, I don't know. A lesson? I don't, th- I don't think we're, we're learning I at all. I think it's just that I wanted to talk about Warframe a bit. I don't Can I derail it then? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I've watched two. Th- I watched two things this weekend. It's been a it's been a very eventful weekend. I watched something that was absolutely fantastic on Keelan's recommendation, and I watched something that was absolutely abysmal on my partner's recommendation. Which one do you hear about first, Simon? Um, I want to hear about the good thing. Let's get the good thing out of the way so I we can focus on the shit thing. Bo Burnham's inside. Twice. I need to watch that. I like it's it it's is. one of those things. It's sat there, and I'm like, I need to just set the time aside to watch that. Like when it came out, my social media sort of went off about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it eventually, sure. But there's a lot of people saying, like, especially if you're sort of a creative type, you're yeah, if you're a content creator, it will crush you. And I'm like, all right, I like that. I like I like feeling, you know, sad. Um, so yeah, I watched it on Saturday morning, and and again this morning, it is art. I can't believe it is a comedy mixed with a horror. It has if you uh, if you're aware of like Brian David Gilbert's YouTube videos, ah, uh, amazing, fantastic comedy. But when he wants to make you feel uncomfortable, he does it with such ease. Like that, the video with the um the uh, VHS repeating, and it's more like a ho- his first sort of horror, um, yeah, going horror. Right. It feels like that at times. It's just moments where both is like staring into the camera, and it just goes on a little bit too long, and you start to feel really weird. Brilliant! It, like the songs just cut deep, and they'll make you laugh. I laughed, I lolled as the kids say, laughed out loud multiple yeah. times watching this. But there were some moments you're like, Haha, oh, uh, "Fuck me!" Yeah. Um, well, you just highly kinda- recommend. Highly recommend it. it. It's one of the most creative things I've seen made, and the fact that he made it all in one room. Um, Dude did it by himself. That is very very impressive, just- but. There is some undertones there that are just... There is a section in um, Welcome to the Internet where it's sort of like a a bridge section where he's singing about how you've grown up with the internet, you've, you know, played on your mum's iPad and it's just built into you and we've been waiting for you, we've been waiting. It's been so long, but now you're here. And then everything he starts, works perfectly to get you to this point. And then he starts singing this like. And then he starts laughing, uh, and it just fucking destroyed me because I've never seen anything realer on the internet. Like that is ugh, crazy. I also like the song because he reminds me of Neil Patrick Harris in a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. Mm, yeah, right. Yeah, big Neil Patrick Harris vibes that. But the worst thing that I saw, and I won't give away too many spoilers here because Keelan wants to see it. M. Night Shyamalan, if you're listening to this podcast, 
enemy of the show. How dare Go you ruin yourself. Avatar? <laughs> okay, because okay, so this is why I think Old is the worst movie I've ever seen. It used to be The Happening, another M Night film. But I thought about it, you know The Happening's garbage. Happening shit. But some of the some of the uh, gory moments and that are kind of interesting. It's like, oh, that's an interesting way you've gone about that. Okay, cool. There's like, it's, I'm not taking anything, anything serious here, but it's like, haha, look what happened there. That's unfortunate. Oh, chopstick. I wouldn't have put that in my neck, but sure. Um, uh, but, but what was the other one? Last Airbender. Look, that was never going to be good because there's never going to be a good live action version of a anime. So it doesn't matter who had it, it was always going to be bad. He just made it exceptionally bad. Um, Another one of his movies, Devil, uh, made me laugh at a few times. I don't think that was his intention, but I laughed a few times. Old is about, no, this is no spoilers, this is on the poster. It's about people go to a beach that makes you old. And I can't believe how much I aged watching it. I think I aged in time <laughs> with the characters. <laughs> I wanted to scream. People actually walked out of the cinema. Jesus. The acting, this, the, like, I know the term plot hole with films gets thrown around a bit willy-nilly. It sort of lost the meaning. It doesn't really mean plot holes, but this movie has, it sets up these rules that it, it's like, tries to follow. And then at moments, like, not. But then even from a filmmaking point of view, it seems bizarre. There are shots that are just not framed right. Like, her character will be, like, half in the shot. And it's not purposeful. It doesn't convey meaning or add anything to the moment. It's just like, fuck it. Let's just do one take. I'm tired. <laughs> it's so weird. And then he tries to create these, like, shocking moments by panning the camera away. So, you know, you'll be looking at people mm. and the camera will just pan to the ocean and pans back and the people look different. Like, one of them's not there, or something like that. It's like, I, I, I did that in year 11 media because I didn't want to edit shots and I wanted to create something to look cool. And it was a cheap way to do it, you know? You turn around, you come back, oh, the person's covered with blood. Yes, because somebody had a bucket of blood behind me when I moved the camera. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, go fuck yourself. Give me my money back. I'm real sad now. Best thing about that movie is I went to the cinema because I knew it was going to be bad. I bought myself the the uh, Black Widow cup from Hoyt's and it cost me $16. Jesus, Jesse. <laughs> what do that's, I do this myself? A lot yeah, of poor lot. decisions in one week. No, but plus side is we snuck in some rolled. Oh, I haven't had rolled yeah. um, uh, rice paper rolls in like a year. Snuck them in. Wore a white t-shirt. In the dark, I had chili oil. Didn't spill a drop. So, nice. That, that, that's genuinely like that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, considering <laughs> I went to a teppanyaki place um, on Friday, and I bought myself a new jumper. Within ten minutes, I had stuff everywhere, and <laughs> now I'm trying desperately to get it out because it's a light grey color. <clears throat> yep. forever. That does um, happen. Yeah. Well, as somewhat alluded to earlier this is a video game podcast we're going to talk about video games which brings me a little bit i want to say different but it is also a kind of a sequel to something we've done in the past where we discuss weird and wacky and wonderful just strange events that have occurred in online games you know mmos now a lot of these would be you know just players sort of taking control of things and i guess just sort of the 
collective unconsciousness of players create these massive events and they spiral out of control. So we've got three stories to tell you. One about a story that you've never heard of before. A Matrix tale you've never heard of before. Mm. A story about some flying cock. Yep. And uh, a story about probably the, the biggest event in MMO history that cost a lot of real-world money. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the Matrix 4. That's, that's, that's me. So, guys, we Matrix fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, for the first movie, yes. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so the Matrix trilogy is made up of one film, a sequel it's okay, and then it's weird how that trilogy only had two films, isn't it? I, 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 I real okay. You can hate the movie, and it's it's not a great movie, but those no. stunt sequences in the second Matrix film are incredible. They're in the second awesome. one, yes, it's look, the, sec- the, the second thing. one had moments because it had the highway scene, yes, which was yeah, like the I said, truck, incredible, yeah, um, and it also had that like um, goth rave. Orgy at the start, <laughs> which is like, oh, okay. This movie's just getting really into it really quickly. Okay, cool. I haven't watched it unlocked for something. so long. Yeah, like, that, that look in your face, someone was like, was there a, some sort of goth rave orgy? Yeah, there's a goth rave orgy scene. Yeah, like my, my brain was like, wait a second. I haven't thought about that. It's been so long since yeah, I yeah. last like, watched It's so weird one. that everyone's like, oh, okay, well, so we're fighting against these machines and stuff like that. Like, we just won. I guess we just fulfilled part of a prophecy let's all oil ourselves up and jump around to like yeah. early to like like late late 90s early 2000s industrial sort dude, of dude honestly that sounds pretty great let's, it does sound pretty cool it does yeah i would do that if i just defeated Done. machine gods so you know fair enough well we've got the matrix four on its way the wikiasis come out and said yep we're making a new one uh I believe Keanu Reeves is involved. He's 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 gonna be in it. I think it's meant to come yeah. out the same day as John Wick Four as well. What? How? It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big day. It's gonna be a big day I for Keanu watch Reeves. All of those movies in the, in the same day. That's too much. Keanu Reeves. There's no shut such up, thing. Shut the fuck up. There's, there's too thing. much Keanu Reeves, Keelan. I, so I, I, I told you, I was gets. going to be named Keanu. Yes. My life would have been better. Instead, I was named after the uncle from Family Ties or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I tend to agree with you there. But no, I absolutely think there is a thing as too much Keanu Reeves because I spend time on the internet and I see it constantly. Yeah. Don't put people up on pedestals. Just let them be people. Yeah, fair. I apologize for Keelan's stupid words. That there's not, not enough Keanu Reeves in the world. Keanu Reeves, friend of the show. Keelan Simpson, enemy of the state. Okay. <laughs> Get out of here. Now, okay, you're sick of Neo, fair enough. Matrix Online, the 2005 MMO from Monolith, the studio behind Shadow of War and Fear and so forth. Um, Matrix Online didn't include Neo in it because it was an actual continuation of the Matrix story. So at the end of Matrix Revolutions, Matrix 3 Revolutions, Neo dies. Yeah, the truce between humans and machines. So like, oh, let's just chill for a while. You form some sort of mechanical baby face. Neo died. Let's just all rest for a moment. And you had that little girl at the end saying, you know, do you think we'll see Neo again? Then there's a rainbow. And it's like, "Mm, this is not how you end that film. But anyway, (laughs) the story continued officially with Matrix Online. And this is what blew my mind when I was first looking up ideas to, to explore here, is how 
this is still all accepted as canon. Jeez. All the story beats in this was were they were blessed by the Wachowskis. They're absolutely cool with it. Were they were and they involved with the writing at all? Somewhat. There were bits and pieces that, that um they were involved with. I think the major plot points, and I'm about to go through there are major plot points here. Mm. They ticked off. So basically Matrix Online, big MMO. We all know what MMOs are at this point, so there's a few things that made it different. It was the first big story-based MMO. It still hailed as probably the best in regards to its story. It did something really cool where you could ask key characters questions because they were being played by a live events team. Huh. So you could ask Morpheus a question about the story, about the Matrix, about whatever, and a real person would answer you. Hmm. So the answering was dynamic. No games even come even attempted that since. I guess as games grow and stuff like that, it becomes hard and harder to do. Um, now in the game, you start off, you pick a blue pill or the red pill. If you pick a blue pill, the game quits. Big fan of that type of shit. Pick the red pill. You go into the Matrix, you create your character, and you just uh, join a faction. Um, so you can either jo- join the uh, more up with Morpheus, the Merovingian, which remember the guy who had the club at the end of number two when the story started to go really weird? Man. Yeah, no, that's no, fair enough. Yeah. No, no, that is, a, that is the correct answer. And Seraph. But. Um, you're just saying sorry. names now. I, do, I don't know what you're talking about. Did they yeah. honestly? Really? Oh, these yeah. were in the movies? Wow. Completely lost me at that point when there was like a train station and stuff like that. Anyway. Um, now, these groups also then broke up further along when you go to the story a little bit. So the Zionite organization called E Pluribus Neo believed that the only way to save humanity was to free all the blue pills from the Matrix. You had the machine-affiliated Cypherites. Cypherites? Based on Cypher from the first one. Oh, right. um, they sought to get plugged back into the virtual world, hence the name. Um, and Morpheus, who went a little bit insane after uh, Neo's death, led a terrorist cell which detonated code bombs that ripped apart the veil of the Matrix and caused blue pills to go insane and die. Oh, Jesus So Morpheus Christ. lost his shit canonically. But don't worry. Don't worry. He gets dealt with. A character named The Assassin eventually killed Morpheus um, under the orders of the Merovingian. The Assassin was a disposal program embodied by a swarm of flies dressed in a trench coat wearing a porcelain mask. After it killed um, Morpheus, obviously, then it released a swarm of uh, enemies called the Corrupted on the Mega City who spewed a virus into the Matrix upon their death. This is canon. What? This is all canon, okay? Um, D- D- Jesse, do you know what this sounds like? This sounds like the next patch for Destiny 2. Like, this, oh is, this is some bungee-level weird-ass storytelling. What the fuck? Now, of course, we had the Lupines and the Blood Drinkers, so werewolves and vampires, of course, who revolted against Merovingian as well. Right. We had red-eyed agents led by the digital version of the Sentinel. Remember the Sentinels, the Squiddies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of them um, became uh, the, the Colonel, I believe it was called, which was like an embodiment of that Sentinel. Um, yeah, and they had an army of red-eyed agents who... <sighs> the, one of the main parts of the story was collecting remnants of Neo. You collected Neo's 
self-image, okay? Um, I believe they, they refer to it as the, yeah, Neo's residual self-image. Residual okay? self-image. Okay. The whole point as a player is you need to collect, help collect as much of his self-image as possible to bring him back to resurrect him because people thought he could be resurrected. Um, well, if these red-eyed agents, they would target players who held some of this um, self-image and then use them those remains to create neo-agents. Do you want to know how neo-agents are spelled? N three zero agents A G three N T S like a MySpace name. Mm. Oh god! Fucking A. That holds up. Um, there's also actually something cool. There was a new type of uh, uh agent, a female one named Pace. Not quite sure why she was Italian, but she was. That's fine. Didn't hear that coming. Um, there's also a character named Sarah Sarah Edmontons um, who wakes up from a coma at the start of the game. Now, people believe that she is a re-embodiment of Neo. Um, Sarah Edmontons itself is an anagram for Thomas Anderson. Yeah, Mr. Anderson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, works, okay. right? Yeah. So this whole story, which is insane, being canon and also allowing players to ask questions off it, created a very, very loyal and core fan base love they love this game it's a pity there weren't many of them because a few uh years after it first came out um following some you know poor reviews the game was repetitive the combat was shit the world looks pretty boring and it just seemed a bit weird compared to the other mmos at the time like like wow players weren't exactly jumping over to this because it looked so different Mm. um sony online entertainment bought out the game and they pulled the plug. That's a Matrix joke. You're welcome. Um, the game uh-huh. ending in on July 31st, 2009. Oh, wow. That was... I timed this really well. Proud of myself. It's yeah, all good. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank mm. you. Now, there was a real-life chosen one. There was a super fan named Rajko. Rayko. R-A-J-K-O. Who reverse-engineered the coding of the original title allowing players to still jack into the into an emulation of the game. Um, but they stopped updating it, and now it just lives as a bit of a an empty shell that you can traverse around, but nothing really more. Um, hmm. There is a rumor that they're trying to bring it to Unreal, Unreal Engine. That's kind of fascinating that it yeah. still exists as a space you can explore. That's, that's great. There are so many dead MMOs which you can't do that with at all. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. I like it, that as well. Now, with Matrix 4 coming out, no one has actually come out and said, okay, now we're scrapping that. So at <laughs> this moment, this is all still canon. There are red-eyed agents led by the Sentinel. There is a female Italian agent named Pace. Morpheus became a terrorist who started killing people who didn't know they were in the Matrix. They're innocents. Um, he started yeah, bombing them. And Neo is still has his residual self-image floating around the Matrix and could be resurrected, possibly as Sarah Edmonton's. Do you think that maybe in the Matrix 4 we're going to see these plot threads pop up? Well, that's, that's my question. Do we? I think in an effort to give the writers and the creative directors of uh, Matrix 4 a bit more uh, liberty... They're just going to wreck on it. And I don't know, it's some bullshit dream that someone had that one time 
uh, whilst they were really sick and they had the flu. Yeah, I, that's fair. It, it doesn't like, it sound like a fever dream. I feel like that is probably what's going to happen because, I mean, it's it's a sensible choice. <laughs> Let's be real. This yeah. story is so batshit insane, though, that I just want to see it. I oh, couldn't yeah, follow absolutely. that. I can't follow that. That's 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 really hard to take on board. So if they were to do that in a movie, how would they like? How would they present that? All of that information. Holy shit! Mm. I, I, yeah. I would like to see the movie because I've seen. I watched a lot of gameplay of this game, and you know what? It looks fucking bad, even for the time. This looked pretty shit. Yeah, the fighting was so like janky and it just looked like, like roaming packs of agents and roaming packs of players running around this town just bashing each other up and doing fly kicks and stuff like that and it's a shame because we've had good Matrix games before Enter the Matrix one of the best mm. now moving on from jacking in and into the Matrix uh, Keelan you have a bit of a story about jacking off in Second Life actually Jesse they were flaccid so anyway Let's talk a little bit about Second Life. <laughs> you, you can still come. Let's look into this. Let's not. Let's look into this. Yeah, but it's not a good time. Like it's not a good time. I didn't say it was a good time. I didn't say it can be done. You are correct. Yes. You can push rope and still finish. So you guys know what Second Life is, right? <laughs> uh, I can't say I do actually, Kieran. Please explain. Uh, so kind. So. Okay, let's be clear here. The people who created Second Life, Linden Lab, have said in no uncertain terms that Second Life is not a game. It's more of an online community. It's like a space people can go to find like-minded people and inside of there they create avatars, they can sort of explore, they can look around, they can socialize, um, they can build things, they can create things. Like It's like 3D user-generated content. And importantly, they can trade property and services with other players. Um, the, very this interesting. This is real property, though, was it? No, it is virtual property. It's so virtual you're buying basically the right to a life. property. Yes. Were these the first NFTs? The first NFTs. And <laughs> here's the thing. This is what's incredible about it. This came out in 2003. It's like it's 18 years old. It's ridiculous. Um, and it's been doing this the whole time. The game has its own currency. It's called uh, Linden Dollars after the um, the developer. Um, and this is the key point. That Linden Dollar can be exchanged for real-world currency. Hold up. Did Second Life invent cryptocurrencies and NFTs? And microtransactions. <laughs> Jesus. It's everything. What the f- Oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I thought it only brought us good things because it inspired PlayStation Home, which I thought was great. But it brought us such bad shit as well. Yeah, it brought us a lot of a lot of bad shit. But I think it may have made up for it with this event we're about to discuss. <laughs> um, so it, it's a really interesting space. You know, people manage to find you know communities that they relate to, and um, they can customize their avatar to their heart's content to you know suit who they are inside. When you know. You, you you can't really look like the weird, crazy half dog, half horse that you can on on the inside that I on do the in game. Real life, yeah, yeah. So yeah. in any case, um, Simon, you know the horse part is the penis half. Like it's it's that big. Um, nice half so, vertically. <laughs> Jeez. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, there is a user on Second Life who the developers themselves referred to as the government at certain points, Jesus. named Anshi Chung. Um, that is their their screen name. They they have a real name as well. Their identity is known. It's Island Grafe. I, I think that's then how you pronounce their name. Um, now Anshi Chung was so involved in the real estate business inside of Second Life, they became a real life millionaire by buying and selling and controlling the virtual property inside of Second Life. That Sorry. is absolutely mind-blowing holy what shit what caused the value of properties in the game to go up though because um companies started uh buying into this as well so you would see like at the time obviously 2005 6 7 um companies would be buying spaces inside of uh second light to sort of engage with people you know like new interesting digital marketing platforms you'd work on companies would work on projects like that to build a version of their office inside of Second Life. I've so this seen person so many was instances of that. And this person was controlling land that, that was wanted, buying it and waiting for actual companies in real world to purchase it. Companies and individuals. And yes. individuals to purchase Mad. it. That's insane. Fuck me. Yeah, crazy. It, it, yeah. It's, smart as, it's smart as hell. But it's a bit of a dick move. But it we'll is a bit of a dick move, but it is uh, smart as hell. Um, the The problem is that people were not thrilled because before long, as in the real world, uh, the property prices became unreasonable and mm. unaffordable for a regular person. They couldn't really participate in the game. And this uh, this person, An Shi Chang, was the obvious target for any of their ire. Now... <laughs> In 2006, Anshi Chung sat down for an interview with uh, the good people over at CNET. Um, they had their own office inside of Second Life. So they had their own like building a facility and it was this big stage and everything. So she went into the office, her avatar went into the office, sat down with the interviewer and they started speaking about how she ran her businesses and what she sort of did. And of course generated a bit of attention from people around there and people who were not necessarily that they were not happy with it it was advertised of course okay CNET's yeah. CNET's gonna advertise I mean, that they're the gonna have an interview with a major business person yeah you know? that's fair enough it was like a, a pretty cool having an all digital interview happen like that yeah it is it's pretty it's, yeah you're using that platform so you know there were people who were not happy that she was being interviewed people who didn't like her and her business practices and what did they do what did they do jesse what did they do simon they generated 15 minutes worth of flying flaccid dongs and they just threw them all at her in the interview. These dicks were just floating around the street screen constantly for 15 whole ass minutes. Big That's pink amazing. dongs. Just real gross looking. Like, wow. Very distracting. You can't do an interview like that. Now, when, right? when you think, okay, I've got some, I've got some questions about the logistics of this. Um, when you said they were flying, were there wings? Was there a propeller? They just floated. No wings. They're like ghost dicks, disembodied ghost dicks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ghost dick that makes it even better. Ghost dick is one of my fanfiction titles. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. And you know, obviously that that you know bothers people. 
it's difficult, you know, to talk to someone about your business practices when, you know, you got this thing swinging. It is hard. It's, it's hard. So they moved. And um, she she said, I'm not going to do this anymore unless we do it inside of my house in second second. Oh, life. shit. And they moved to her house. So they resumed the interview. But the griefers found out where she lived and they sent the dicks straight to her house. And the <laughs> and they flew in there. There were so many of them that it actually crashed the server. Wow. That is amazing. That so is the best thing. Yes. Wait, like, okay, so again, I've no I haven't played Second Life, so I've got some questions just regarding the, your house. Can anyone just come in? I assume so. I I, I th- I've never played the game, but my understanding is that it's like almost like the real world. You can just move around it and if your door this is makes- locked, you can't go in. But if it is open, why not? Properties seem even more worthless to me in the game. I don't know, man. Um, people pay a lot of money for a lot of dumb things, as evidenced by he a dick um, proof some fence? of the stories we're about to tell today. Some sort of like electrified wall to prevent, um, you know, the car attack. You know, if I was the developers, I would immediately focus on that for the next patch. But I'm not sure, Jesse. Don't play the game. Anyway, they I thought attach it was... propellers to them and call them helicopters. Helicopters. Anyway, go on. Funny you mention that because. <laughs> hmm. um, in Russia in 2008, uh, a, a presidential candidate and chess grandmaster Gary Kasparov was assaulted Hold on, wait. by... Kasparov tried to become president? He was, he was a presidential candidate. He was campaigning against Vladimir Putin at the time. And Jeez. that's why pro-Putin activists attached a giant dildo to a helicopter thing and they flew it into him in real life. And it was apparently inspired by the, the interview with Ange Chung. So, amazing. I love that. That's a good way to cap this all off, I think. Yeah, that, that was a move that Kasparov didn't see coming. Oh. <laughs> Funny for two reasons, because of chess, and also because I said coming, and it was a dick. Penises. Yes. But I pointed at everyone. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for explaining that to us, Jesse. Now, Keelan, have you watched this event? Um, I have seen footage of the event on YouTube. Uh, interestingly enough, um, Ansh Chung actually put out several DCMA notices to YouTube to have the footage removed um, because, you know, obviously that doesn't look good for y- your business. No. Um, but it is back online. It is uh, available for you to view. You just got to sign into your age-appropriate YouTube account and uh, you can have a have a look. Did the interview amazing? Like, how did it end? Okay, the server crashed. Like does CNET come out and say anything? No, I don't think so. Have, I, I don't think you it. could really. Like, I would. Oh, what would you say? A lot of dicks. Todd said, <laughs> "Too many dicks. Too many dicks on the dance floor." <laughs> I don't like this at all. Makes it even worse than ghosts. Uh, flying phalluses. Terrifying. That is. Fantastic. Is why uh, Second Life isn't really a thing? Is it still a thing? It's still a thing. I, I was looking into it and there's like a dedicated player base. There's still a lot of people playing it. It's so weird though. Like, you know, the three of us play you know, quite a lot of varied games, but we play, so, we, we're in such a small little pocket of the gay, wider gaming sphere. 
Like when you think about something like Second Life with you know so many players and stuff like that. And we're about to get into stuff about EVE Online. I don't think any of us have played that either. Hmm. Such massive player bases and we're just not even near them. Hmm. Weird. But, uh, I mean, speaking of EVE Online, speaking oh, of boy. big flying dicks. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's big flying dicks in space. Mm-hmm. Where, they, where they belong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just had two um, um, cocks flying to space recently, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did hey, that. Absolutely. Bezos and Branson, enemies of the show. You owe us all, like each individually, two million dollars. I'll take it. Money, please. Money, I mean, please. Right, let, 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 I'll buy a flying dick. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, Jeff Bezos' ship did actually look like a picture. Yeah. It made me think what of Doctor Evil. That yeah, did no one Dr. say Evil's anything? Spaceship. That was <laughs> genuinely a dick. It was like, so funny. I've seen, I've seen a lot of rockets in my time, okay, and they all seem to have like kind of a more pointy tip. But this yeah. is like, no, let's put like an actual like a uh, knob on it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> oh, there was. I, I'm sure, Jesse, that there was some kind of aerodynamic consideration to that. That or there was this one engineer who's like, I'm gonna take the piss and see if anyone notices. And yeah, and then on his next trip, he's gonna have the fly gyna. Anyway, on to Eve Online. So yes. <laughs> um yeah, a legendary event happened once in 2014 where there was a huge online battle in Eve Online. Which cost the rough equivalent of $302,000 US. Real world. Which uh, converted to Aussie dollars is about... Now, this isn't time appropriate. This is using current exchange rates. So I don't know what the fuck it would have been in 2014. Sorry. Uh, yeah. 2014 when this initially happened. Um, it, in today's money, that would be about... 400k Aussie dollars. 400,000 Australian dollars. hell. Right? One, that's a lot of money. Two, fuck out dollars bad. Yeah. Um, And that that was in 2014. Yeah. However, on New Year's Eve 2020, so from the 30th to the 31st of December and ongoing um, for, I think it was of roughly 14 hours... There was a huge fight between over 5,000 players. And that cost, the estimated cost of the losses, uh, is about $378,000. Now, this was officially confirmed earlier this year in February. Uh, So this is a brand new world record. EVE Online has beat its own world record for the most expensive video game battle. Wait, so there's been two of these? Yeah, so there's oh, one. Because I, I think everyone knows the one. But there's another yeah. one. Yeah. So the other one, I didn't see anything on until I started to do the research on this because I wanted to look at the uh, the initial one that everyone knows about, the one in 2014. But, yeah. Uh, it turns out that another one happened literally eight months ago and no one fucking knew about it. <laughs> huh. And We're all too distracted by COVID. 
Yeah, probably. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, that's a, a thing. So it's broken its own world record um, for, yeah, the most costly video game battle to quote at the Guinness so wait, World Records. Okay, what set these battles? Like, well, okay, well, what is EVE Online? Because I know, I think some people would know roughly, but what is EVE Online? EVE Online is basically a space-faring MMO type game uh, where you, as a player, can join a faction. Your faction has control of certain space, literally, uh, where you can then build and upgrade and customize ships and orbiters and things like that and mine resources. That all goes towards the guild's collective resources and yada yada. So being in a guild is basically hugely beneficial and you can then create a whole bunch of ships and creating these ships isn't easy uh, if any other player decides to come into your space it halts your ship uh, creation process um i think so i was looking at a reddit post earlier and this is again back in 2014 uh the estimated time to create one of the biggest ships in the game is about eight weeks in real time no I'm out. Cool. Yeah. I don't like cool. real. I don't like waiting in real life. I'm playing a game to waste time. So, I as think a millennial, every moment I'm doing something is to waste time until something actually interesting happens. That's so fair. I'm playing video games to eat up time until something of consequence happens in my life. Okay, yeah. let's face it. That's how. That's what this is. Yeah, that could fair. be the I next agree. cool game coming up. But I'm just playing games until then, until that happens. Yeah. Don't make me wait. I don't um, want to wait. So I want to waste that, time. With that being said, I think that's from from like nothing basically to creating the actual ship itself. So I think you have to create certain parts and then the ship itself, which will take a while. And also, if you want to add on any weapons and accessories, because it's such a big uh, time investment, a lot of players will then throw on some of the most expensive. Uh, things you can get in game in terms of weapons and armors and this that and the other to try and make these things as sturdy as possible because you plus they're normally part of flotillas so you normally don't just have like one big ship you'll have one big ship and then a few like carriers next to it a few smaller ones like the whole yes and also on your one big ship you have the best guns in the game the best shields in the game the best crew in the game this that and the other and like just to make this thing as powerful as it could possibly be because obviously if it dies if it gets destroyed you've lost eight weeks of your fucking life sorry um one of the biggest ships in the game uh is a titan and these are yeah um these are some of the uh like i think they're, they're around the eight week mark to create um 257 titans were lost in this battle. So I'm just going to pull up my calculator real quick. So if we go with the estimate that it takes eight weeks to create one, uh, overall, that would How many be... How that? 250? 257. That's 2,056 weeks of player time gone. And keep in mind, there's only 52 weeks in a year, so that's... <laughs> Wait, that can't be right. Um, that's a lot of time. That's, that's a lot of years. apparently nearly 40 years' worth of players. Like, if one person was well, doing like, it... 
that's the way this whole battle kicked off for memory is it was just a small ship drifted or I think it warped into enemy space didn't it yes. and it just became a domino effect it's just like oh, you'll come here we shot you down bigger ship shot that one down blah 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 dick measuring contest until all the times so, got involved so it was accidental yeah well this the initial one back in 2014 oh uh, yes sorry yes yeah. um and the conflict has been going on since then. These two massive factions, two of the biggest factions in the entire game, uh, with the highest number of players, have been bickering, essentially. And there's been skirmishes here and there. And there's been, you know, some, some cheeky shit going on the whole time. And... Mm. Gone. This shit makes me lose faith in humanity. Holy crap. Honestly... With that being said, though, everyone oh, seems to be in really high spirits about it, and everyone seems to be playing it like very with with a lot of joy, like a lot of like, haha, this is silly, like kind of deal. Um, it, it sure I, I, is. Yeah, it, it seems like people like understand it's they either take it very seriously, or this they think it's silly, but they don't become toxic about it. Again, that yes. is from an outsider's point of view. I don't know what's actually like for the, like in those communities and stuff like that. It could be horrific. I don't know. Um, and let's so, face it, the last few weeks have t- taught us anything. Most things in gaming, horrific. Probably toxic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially if Bobby Kotick's involved. Enemy anyway, for sure. Anyway, uh, absolutely. Um, so, by the numbers, I'm, I'm going to quote this directly from the blog post from CCP Games, the uh, developers of EVE Online. Um, so... On the 30th to 31st of December 2020, over 5,000 players across two of EVE's largest player-run coalitions, the Imperium and PAPI, participated in what is now referred to as the Massacre at M2XFE, a 14-hour fleet fight involving over 1,000 Titans, 400 Supercarriers and 400 Dreadnoughts. Amidst the chaos of battle, a record-breaking number of Titans, 257, were destroyed, the largest ship type available in EVE Online, as well as six supercarriers, 50 carriers, and 50 dreadnoughts, with a total loss of 3,404 ships destroyed. So fucked. And, you know, I remember reading about this, like, when I first heard about the, the initial fight, which I can't even call it the initial fight. This just seems like another battle in that same war. Um, yeah. People were... Like, you know, taking time off work, which is a lot of where the real life income it loss gets, is. We'll but they were taking time off work works, because they needed, they needed people to organize ships. So there was that many ships have, um, in this battle. And when it really started to kick off, the server was sort of locked. Only X amount of ships and players could be in, in the server at the time. So they were putting in people especially sort of equipped to organize the battles. They were sort of the, the, the chess master of the whole thing. And they knew that if they left, there's a good chance like they were they were integral to the battle. So they were just not leaving their computers yes. for hours and hours. Because they had to coordinate things. That's insane. Like as much as it's kind of dumb and it sounds terrifying. I would love that. That's it. It sounds like such a once in, in a lifetime. Or like, I guess in this case, twice in a lifetime experience. Yeah. You'd feel like you're actually like part of something. It, I don't know. It it has a sense of scale and grandeur and epicness to it. 
I like. So, I think this is cool. So, do you want to hear how we roughly figure out the real world cost? Yeah. Okay. So, um, in the blog post, it talks about the ISK, um, which is a number so big I can't even fucking read it out. Um, Twenty. <laughs> I'll. <laughs> Two nine one 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 six zero four seven eight four eight six three ISK, which is the in-game currency of Interstellar Credit. Okay. okay. Now, credit with um, a K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there is a particular item you can buy with real-world money, known as a Plex, which is a pilot's license extension. Um, they they can be bought with real money. Now, uh, roughly. Uh, I believe it's one plex costs 15 US dollars. So, uh, in game, you can buy that plex from someone for in game currency. So, roughly eight years ago, in 2014, when this happened, um, when, when, sorry, when the initial fight happened, um, 15 US dollars cost about 550 million ISK. Yeah. And then in 2018, it dipped a little bit and was close to about... Uh, actually, no, sorry. I think it went up and I think it was uh, 1,125 million. I know. And then... So that's uh, 15 US dollars, which is roughly 20 Australian dollars. Right. And that's how we figure out the exchange rate. Right. So, that basically comes into Australian dollars, the actual real-world investment that this would have been if you had paid for this by, let's say you bought all of these uh, license extensions, which basically allow you to extend game time. Um, so it's your subscription. Um, if you had financed this using real-world money alone, it would have cost... Five hundred and fourteen thousand six hundred and fifty-two Australian dollars. I, I, don't, I don't, don't know about you guys, but I, I, just, I feel like that's a lot of money to just play with. Yeah. Like, well, okay, wait. To be fair, know, it's not one it's person. Split, it's split. Obviously, exactly. it's split. But like, still, that's a I mean, lot of money for like, oh, we're just having a bit of fun and like, you know, having a fourteen-hour-long battle. Feel like I I, I would I would feel shit if I lost anything in something like that. Maybe that's just me. Now keep in mind this was across five thousand players, so each player individually would have had to have spent a minimum. And now obviously this is um, just an average uh, of the estimated five hundred players. Uh, sorry, five thousand players. It did it does say over five thousand, but we don't know the exact numbers. So let's say we go for five thousand players, and they each spent the same amount. Each person would have spent a hundred and two dollars and ninety-three cents. See, you just made it sound less impressive now. I don't think that's that much. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't know about you. I'm not going to be dropping a hundred and three dollars on a game which is just going to be destroyed can't, immediately. Can't, yeah. Well, fair enough. <laughs> fair yeah. enough. Like, I'm not. <laughs> not for me. 
Like, I, I, I love my guild in Final Fantasy XIV, but if they were making me spend real money to take part in this event that was just going to make everything be destroyed, I would not be dropping 100 bucks. I, 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 I would consider if I knew, how, like, the scope of it, I'm like, this is something to be... Oh, look, it, is, it is absolutely fantastic in and of itself that it's happened twice in the past, you know, however many years. Look, it's mm. a space game. I like space games. I like things with just like an awe-inspiring scope, especially in space games. Yes. So this thing is just like ticking box to me. I remember when I first read about this happening, I was so close to downloading EVE. And I think <laughs> I, I would be a very different person um, um, today if I did. I'd probably be dead. Um, yeah, or in debt. Well, I am, but also dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. These, these these games fascinate me. Like games like you know, even Starcraft and all that. I would love to, but I see the skill of people doing. It. It's like, no, you know, I'll leave it to you. Um, yeah, we'll find this. You're playing this properly. It's intimidating. I've heard yeah, many people refer to um, like if you want to play Eve online, you're better off getting a job as like a data manager at a giant company because that's all it is that's what the game boils down to is you go through a list of spreadsheets for things that you need and that this that and the other and I yeah, want to build this thing that's how much time you have to associate for it that's how much time it takes for that thing to be you know acquired in game and yada 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 and it's like yeah but something along space. the lines of but it's in space yeah exactly. but yeah not, not a lot of money uh, e- from it <laughs> yeah well, not necessarily. I'm assuming that some people do earn money from it as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as with a lot of online games, there are <sighs> underbellies of people doing real-world uh, money transactions, which are absolutely against the terms of service. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah, it still yeah. exists. Um, you know, and it's it's not. it doesn't just affect EVE. This affects pretty much every online game you can imagine. Um, you know, Final Fantasy, WoW, RuneScape, stuff like that. It's it's everywhere. So, um, if you are interested in playing these games, do be mindful of that and don't don't fall for the traps because they will probably steal your account. Just do it, you coward. Jump on in, waste your money. I'm gonna give all the bad advice. I'm like the devil on your shoulder. I'll do it. <laughs> You're telling people to waste their money. Terrible. <laughs> waste your money. Buy investment property in Second Life. Have dicks fly at you. It's all happening. See, that is way more fun because that's hilarious. That's pretty funny. But or if you want to, if you want a good way of spending your money, you can uh, support Fan Critical on Patreon and get access to a whole bunch of extra shows. Look at that. That was good. That was a good segue into my outro. So you did well then. <laughs> You're very welcome. Because if you want to support us and Fan Critical and Story Mode and everything involved, jump on Patreon. Have a look for us. A couple. of a couple of bucks our way i can't even speak i bit my tongue like 10 minutes ago ooh, ooh, and i've yeah. just been in pain since i'm um, getting access yeah. to all sorts of bonus goodies if you want to listen to more of our podcasts we are on spotify and itunes and all other podcasting services we do have a website storymodegaming.com we keep up to date with all the big news and reviews and things you can use we're, and of course we're on social media at storymode aus facebook twitter and the gram we're also on twitch at that same address at storymode aus we stream games um every second night we also live stream these podcasts and a few other shows and little things and we also have something cooking up in the background so you may want to make sure you're following us there to keep in touch and up to date but with that simon and keelan 
thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you. you. Fun. Spinning, spinning such yarns. But I'm gonna go play some games. I'm gonna. I may actually go down, download Warframe. I'm kind of. Pique my curiosity there. Give it a go. Give us a review next week. Yeah, you know me. I play games like an hour or two. I'm sick of it. It's not control. I'm out. (laughs) I'm fickle. Thank everyone listening. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Have fun. Play some games. Stay safe. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Disembodied ghost sticks.